the property pod 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 welcome to the property pod with moneyweb the property sector is an ever changing sector and in this podcast series your host suren naidu chats to movers and shakers in the property industry hello and welcome to the latest episode of the property pod south africa's premier property investor podcast My name is Suren Naidu and on this weekly podcast show we gain insider insights from leading executives and lists developers and entrepreneurs in South Africa's expansive property sector. We've got a heavyweight listed property guest on the show this week, none other than Kilen Ndlovu who is back commenting on the sector as an independent property analyst. Those property hotshots that attended the Sopoa convention at Sun City recently would have been glad to see Keelan back in the thick of things, even being part of a panel at the conference talking about the listed property sector. Well, that's our topic on the podcast this week. People may also remember Keelan used to be the big boss of listed property at Stanlib a couple of years ago. After a long stint there, he left I think in 2021 and Nessie Chetty now heads that part of the business. A very very warm welcome to the property pod Kilen and Lovu. It's good to finally have you on the podcast. Thank you. Before we dive in deep into the listed property space or the conversation, tell us what have you been up to Kilen since leaving Stanlib? Did you have a sabbatical of sort? Yeah, I took uh, a break uh, for like a year and a half. Um did nothing um took time to do other things that i never had chance to gardening uh, cooking spending time with family and i've also traveled as well uh, did a couple of road trips uh, locally and then traveled uh, internationally so i've uh, been back in this space uh, over the last probably 6 months or so to start to look uh, at the sector again and what was the highlight during your break well i guess it's nice that you get to uh, switch off because uh, i switched off uh, from the markets completely uh, i haven't I haven't taken a break uh, from 2004 when i joined uh, stanlib in the property space so that's been my first uh, break uh, that's end of 2021 and it's been good refreshing it felt good and uh, you look at things from a different uh, perspective because i've been out of the market and at times it probably didn't miss the markets because they've been volatile up and down <laughs> so I've been watching them from the sidelines yeah well it's good to have you back um, i know i've been troubling you to get you on the podcast and it's good to have you here today i see you're independent property expert now you were part of uh, the listed property debate at sapoa the convention that took place a couple of weeks ago at sun city as i mentioned earlier what were some of the general sentiments on the panel and the hot uh, discussion points on on that listed property panel that you took part in yeah so the sentiment um judging from um the delegates who were there is better than last year last year was uh, probably downbeat uh, but there's probably more hope this year despite that uh, everyone you talk to they say things are tough when are things going to turn around but the mood was uh, a lot uh, a lot uh, better and there was lots of uh, stuff that we discussed uh, so the bigger picture around um valuations pretty big one interest rates um and then rising rates and taxes all about the local authorities everyone just uh <laughs> <laughs> having a go at them and uh, it's been tough and then uh lot shedding as well has been uh it's been probably one of the most typical uh, issues together with um 
uh, low economic growth and uh, rising uh, unemployment or high unemployment rates. That's almost the usual suspects in terms of discussion points and uh, rates and taxes is a perennial issue for Sopoa and the property sector. But there has been some wins, as it were. It's not a question per se, but I chatted to Maluski Kana, the outgoing Sopoa president, uh, a few weeks ago, and he talked about wheeling. And just last week or two weeks ago, Growth Point and City of Cape Town had a wheeling um, agreement, as it were. What was the sentiments around the listed property sector, maybe, if we could zone into that? So around uh, what, rates and taxes? No, or in general? Okay, generally, yes. the, the performance-wise, it's not a, exactly a booming market. There's only a, a few players that are, are, are actually doing well for one or the other reason. Yeah, so the tough one is that um, it's been difficult to raise uh, new equity or capital. So the sector has been uh, out of uh, favor. And the big question is that when will we see the interest come back, uh, mostly from the generalists, uh, so it's mostly driven by the specialists, and there hasn't been flows coming into this into the sector. And I also mentioned earlier around uh, valuations, where the sector is trading at um, huge discount to uh, net asset uh, values. Uh, so that's one thing uh, that's been uh, confusing everybody. If you look at uh, the physical market or the direct property market, there's been deals that's been happening, and the deals are happening at uh, around uh, book values. So you're able to sell your assets around book value, uh, but then if you look at your share price, your share price is 50% uh, below uh, net asset value. So it's that big disconnect uh, between the direct property market and the listed uh, property market. Well, it makes sense a little bit. Uh, I, I'll have to get Des Dubia on the show, but... Uh, before he, he exits uh, Resilient, but he was talking about possibly delisting Resilient at one stage. So we'll have to get him to, to chat to him, to ask him about that. Keelan, you had the, a presentation ahead of the panel discussion at the Sopoa Convention. Thanks for sending that to me. From the highlights there, it seems you talked about uh, you know mitigating risks. The listed property sector has been amongst the most active in trying to mitigate risks uh, against load shedding, for example. But is there any space for them to save and mitigate risks further? Because, you know, it seems like they are being hit from all sides, whether it's load shedding, now it's the high interest rates, the economy, hybrid working, and that mm. impact on, mm. on office sector. And now the big issue over the last few weeks, not just in Gauteng, but in KwaZulu-Natal and other parts of the country, water. Yes, yes. yeah. So it's, uh, it's tough for the sector because most of the issues are actually outside of the sector's uh, control. But what the sector has been doing, if you find, uh, let's say with buildings, almost every building now has got uh, backup power, be it uh, generators or inverters and solar panels almost in every roof, basically. Mm. So that's probably one, uh, what the sector's done quite a lot over the last two years, three years, as well as uh, with the challenges in terms of raising capital. Um, the first probably avenue is to reduce payout ratios. You've seen ratios come down from the typical 100% levels that we've been used to down to 75%, uh, which is the minimum uh, according to the REIT uh, legislation. So most companies between 75 to 90%. So they're retaining some of the money and they're also selling assets uh, to help to reduce debt and therefore reduce the interest expense with, uh, with rising uh, interest rates. 
And then around water issues, I was listening to Attack's uh, presentation. That's one of the biggest priorities, just to focus on uh, how they can actually save water or have backup water as well, be it um, rainwater collection or maybe underground water as well. Mm. So big investment coming from most of the listed funds. Turning to the, the technical side almost of, of the listed property sector, REITs in South Africa are down year to date, according to your presentation, which we covered a month or two ago with Naeem Tilly, who was another participant on that panel. And over five years, it's also down. But um, year to date, till, or rather down year to date till August, September stats are still to come out. But on a year basis, your presentation showed a 10% increase, second best performer after equities. What was your message around this as uh, certainly savvy investors who took advantage of the post-COVID recovery have benefited? Mm. You know, a lot of people are staying away from the property sector, but if you're savvy enough, you might benefit, one would think. Yeah, sure. There's lots of opportunities. Uh, There's huge divergence in terms of uh, performance of the listed property stocks. So it's a stock uh, picker environment. And that return of uh, 10% plus, it was mainly of a low base. Mm. And uh, the sector had started to turn around. And we saw numbers coming from mostly retail centers that the foot count and uh, sales or turnover was uh, back to pre-COVID uh, levels. So we show that the sector has actually been through uh, the worst in terms of COVID. And also that uh, most of the rent relief uh, programs, they've been actually um, eliminated by most of the companies that the tenants are trading well. They don't need any uh, support from the landlords. Has the sector hit a low outside uh, the COVID fallout? You have mentioned before that uh, property or listed property is a long-term play. What are the prospects for the sector over the medium term, would you say? I know most CEOs mm. are commenting that next year will be tougher mm. with the, within the context of the interest rates, but a few stocks seem to have produced some relatively good results attacked just last week. Vukile and even IPROP looks uh, to be stabilizing a little bit. Yeah, so the sector, in terms of sentiment, I'll say it's probably hit uh, that low. And uh, even looking at valuations as well, uh, the discounts, the NAV, the highest levels that we've seen at 40% uh, plus. So take out um, the COVID uh, era or lockdown days, the sector is probably at its uh, cheapest uh, levels. But in terms of focusing returns, it's quite tough. Uh, given that, one, we don't know when actually uh, interest rates are going to end up at, uh, bit locally and, uh, and internationally. So that's one of the biggest challenges, as well as uh, load shedding. So coming to interest rates, uh, we're going to see, um, even if the rates are flat, uh, they're going to be higher for longer. So most of the debt that's being renewed is renewed at high levels. Mm. That's why we've seen uh, companies like, or REITs like Growth Point and High Probe, uh, having outlooks where earnings are going to be down 10 to 15 percent, mostly due to higher interest rates. So we'll see some other rates as well uh, with these kind of numbers going forward. But that said, as I mentioned earlier, it's a stock picker environment. Rates like Attack, uh, Vogile, they're still forecasting higher earnings growth, 7 to 9, if not 10 percent as well. So if you choose the right stocks, uh, you want income growth, there are still opportunities in the sector. You just have to probably dig uh, deeper to look for those uh, opportunities. 
And then if you look at um, the other big issues as well, is that what will drive the sector basically is economic growth. They need better growth. Mm. They need rates to fall, rates and taxes as well. They're still going to increase, but probably at reasonable levels because now they're probably increasing at uh, higher rates uh, levels than what the sector is expecting. And it's difficult as well to pass almost everything to tenants. And then lodge shedding is actually a big thing as well. So the kind of factors that you have to consider when you're focusing returns, and there's lots of unknowns as well. You talked about the big discounts to net asset value. That was a separate question that I had. The sector and most counters are trading on massive uh, discounts to NAV. Just over five years ago from your presentation, it seems like the sector was trading at a premium around 2017. And if you go five years earlier than that, around 2012, 2013, there was a massive premium. Mm, mm. So do you think the property sector will turn around or see any of that on the medium to longer term? Yes, yeah, so it's, it's a very interesting one. Uh, that was one of the key topics at the conference. If you look at uh, the valuations of so physical uh, property values, fairly holding up, but the market doesn't seem to believe those kind of valuations. That's why the sector is trading at bigger discounts uh, to, to NAV. So over time, with high interest rates and high bond yields, it won't be surprising to see physical property values probably um, uh, fall. But the market is more than priced that in with these huge uh, discounts in NAV. And also, we need to have a look at uh, even the disposal pipelines of some of the listed uh, funds. About from June 2022, uh, the sector sold about 6, 7 billion rand worth of assets. That was at or around book value. It's a 5% plus or 5% minus. But then there's a pipeline of up to like 10, 11 billion where assets are had for sale or under negotiation as well. So that's what to watch out for as well. And that will give guidance in terms of market where do you see the physical uh, property values. So watch out for the disposals and see what the price uh, they're selling at. You talked about stock picks, but where do you see the opportunities in listed or the property space, not necessarily just listed? So in the property space, um, office market still out of favor. Uh, that's uh, one of the least uh, preferred sectors. And we've seen stocks with office exposure suffer a lot. Mm. And they're trading with even bigger discounts. In the retail space, actually retail surprisingly, be it urban retail or township or rural retail, they've both done well. But the sentiment actually favors more of township and rural retail. Mm. I guess that's where the population is. That's where the growth uh, is in general. So that sector is one of the most preferred uh, in the sector. And we've seen risks with that exposure. Most of them, they're paying out 100% of their earnings to investors mm. as distributions. Whereas um, industrial sector, fairly stable as well. Uh, with online shopping and growth in the logistics market. So in terms of order, I'll say probably township retail, industrial assets, and then office uh, being, uh, being lost. So we just might see a little bit more office conversions there. Lastly, Keelan, there was a slide in your presentation headline, SAPI been going nowhere since the end of lockdown. I thought that was quite a provocative uh, headline there. <laughs> yes. Can you explain that a bit? I saw there was an element related to trading of uh, listed uh, property stocks, so that's probably what it's linked to. But uh, listed property as an asset class is still not sexy at the moment. So is that part of the conversation? You are uh, Not to put words in your mouth, but I would think it's unlikely to see uh, new listings and that sort of thing to grow the sector overall. Sure. Yeah, but let's start on the, on the new listings. It's difficult to do a listing when the sector is trading 
at 40% uh, below NAV. So, so you can't list your assets uh, at that level. So unlike to see uh, new listings and then equity uh, being raised as well. It's not easy to raise equity at discounts to NAV. So what we'll see more, it's, uh, as I mentioned earlier, lower payout ratios, uh, not 100%, as well as dividend reinvestment plans as well. So we've seen Hyprop, for example, their payout ratio is 75% and also looking to do a dividend reinvestment plan mm-hmm. as a way to raise uh, cash. And then uh, on the value traded for the sector, so maybe touch on that one where it's been going nowhere. It's just the index. So the S illicit property index, um, you can see the trend that's been flattish uh, at around 300 points. That's the J253. Mm. So it's been going nowhere since uh, lockdown. So it's more like uh, when it goes above 300 to 310, uh, people start selling, then it falls back to 290. So it's been playing that range between 290 and uh, 310. For the last two or three years, actually. That's okay. why I said it's been basically going nowhere. And most of the returns we've seen uh, will be more income returns than capital uh, returns. So that's, that's the challenge uh, for, for the sector. Okay. Interesting that because uh, you have the odd company, like I think Vukile did somewhat of a, a capital raise uh, earlier this year or late last year. But you also mentioned that there's no... It's unlikely to have too much of capital raising on on the GSE. Yes, Do you yes. see uh, companies being taken off the market? I know there has been like Transend being taken over by I think Imira, but um, you know opportunities in mergers and acquisition space around uh, you know potential delisting of some of these uh, property funds. Yeah, I'll say given the pricing, it it's, uh, makes um, uh, sense. Uh, so it's better, it's cheaper, way cheaper to buy a listed property than buying a direct uh, property. And you've seen, as you mentioned, with uh, Transcend, uh, with Emira, and then uh, Inlu Place, SA Corporate as well. Mm. And you saw L2D as well uh, mm. uh, being delisted or to be delisted and Sona Bank uh, buying uh, the rest of the shareholders out. So that would be a trend that you probably like to see. If there's players with lots of cash, it's probably the best time now to be uh, buying some of these listed stocks at uh, 40, 50% uh, below, below NAV. Kilian, before you go, just uh, you working as a, or doing some consulting and as working as an independent property analyst uh, in the sector, can we expect to see Kilian and Glover's name on any boards or, or any other businesses <laughs> soon? So, so all I can say is that uh, I deal with many uh, companies in the listed, unlisted space and... Uh, I enjoy the property market. It's a hobby for me, and uh, anything is, is, is possible. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Keelan. I really appreciate you coming into studio and taking this opportunity. That was Keelan and Lovo, an independent property analyst. Thanks for listening to the MoneyWeb Property Pod with Suren Naidu. To listen to more episodes, go to moneyweb.co.za or the MoneyWeb app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates. Follow Suren on Twitter at Suren Naidu for more of his property industry content and other business stories. The Property Pod. Pod.